Kia ora and welcome to the Take Your Meds podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Rose. I'm a trauma recovery coach and founder of No New Things and Ritual, my online programs that transform your inner world. Season two of the podcast is all about the new paradigm of leadership. I've called in some pretty extraordinary millennials to chat this through esoteric, philosophical, spiritual, indigenous, and creative lenses to shift your mindset. Let's go. Kia ora and welcome back to the Take Your Meds podcast. Today's episode is with the one, the only, Malusio Manis. And I am just so excited. Like I feel a lot of playful energy coming into this episode. And I want to say thank you for creating the space and time to be here with me for this episode. With all that's moving in your world. And <clears throat> to just take a moment to really honor you. Because you have such an important place in my heart a place that um, has made a home and you're someone that I have found a home in and I just want to honor you and acknowledge you for the abundance of love that you pour out into me and into so many people around you and just the impact that that has had on my life I just don't really have the words for I I know that you see in me what has shifted with the love and the um the space that you have held for all of me mm. and what that has meant in my personal journey of finding more joy in my life and of stepping into more of my purpose and for speaking my truth and I just feel a lot of feels and hold so much gratitude for you for your presence in my life and just know that the depth that you're able to meet me is a reflection of the depth that you've met yourself mm. and just wanting to really honor you for your self-leadership to bring all of you to the moment that we get to meet each other in. And I just, I love and adore you so much. <laughs> okay. okay. Now that I've professed my love for you. <laughs> um, and yeah, so this, anyway, so this is what I- <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, back to the broadcast. So this is my dear friend. I'm um yeah, there's so many ways to introduce you. I mean, you move and shake up at Wintech. You co-host uh an incredible podcast with Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Um and I know that you you move in different spaces and, and create waves with who you be and the knowledge that you carry and the essence that you embody as you move through those spaces. So Kia ora and welcome to the podcast. What is alive for you? Mm. 
an acknowledgement. Um, so for me, I just want to acknowledge everything that you just said. Um, and it feels good to hear. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Um, all of that is true. Mm. That is, that is the story that we've, we've co-created mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm definitely not going to run away from that mm-hmm. honouring. And mm-hmm. I just want to meet you there and accept full-heartedly that that is your experience of me. And I am so happy that I get to serve in, and not in a way that's like, uh, I'm service la la but like mm-hmm. I get to meet who I am in that moment as well. Because mm-hmm. when I think about my journey as Malusil, I create Moluso in community mm. and I get to see the multiple ways that Moluso coexists and holds his values and then reshapes his values and is being informed and informs community. Mm-hmm. So when I think about um, all of those beautiful reflections of um, who you are and how you show up to me, it, it helps me so much to understand that I'm in alignment with my values mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people talk about me like that Mm -hmm. and i'm like fuck yes that's me Mm -hmm. that's how i'm showing up Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm not gonna deny it anymore i'm like you know what well it's not truthful another another time i can i can be humbled this moment i'm not that is me (laughs) fuck yes full receivership (laughs) no ego no red flags no ego no red flags (laughs) all the narcissism but no narcissism ethical narcissism (laughs) That's not a thing, folks. Don't fuck with that. It hasn't even been five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I but love yes, that. So, um, yeah, I just want to make sure that I honor um, people's experience of me as well. And then also really honor myself and, and, and the stories that people weave of me. So mm-hmm. if that's the story that you co- we co-author, mm-hmm. I fucking love that story of Molusio. Because mm. it's a story of love. Mm. Mm. And love takes many forms and many shapes. And that love can manifest in many different ways, depending on how it's met. And so, and love is in all things. All things is in all things. Mm. (laughs) Episode one. (laughs) I'm just feeling like there's so many, so many ways we can go from here. Like Mm. this season of the podcast really dives into the new paradigm of leadership. I'd love to just start with your take on that. Mm. So just again, so I understand the new paradigms of leadership. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. Mm. I'm going to stop. Beautiful. I love the open-endedness of this. Um, So for me, I really took some time um, today to actually um, sit with that word, leadership. Um, And then, because to me, just because... I like to embody, and if, if 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 all of my sensory knowledge that's attached to the library of me mm. are doors, then if I embody, that will work for every door. And if it doesn't work for every door, then from my experiences and honoring the sensory truths that I hold and accumulate of stories, mm. which is the whole concept of every identity that I've grabbed, um... It would hold true regardless. So to me, when I think about the word leadership, um, I had to break it down into three. So um, for me, um, leadership and kind of like responsibility, like I I really love responsibility, but I'm like, fuck that shit. Like I'm about response and ability, not not responsibility. Like if you, if you fucking with me, 
I'm about what's your response and what is your ability. Responsibility is a fucking like wishy-washy word to, to, to pretend like we we responsible or something. I'm like, bitch, give me the practicalities. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if we're going to swear or not, but love you. Um, <clears throat> but yes, I really had to break that down. So to me, when I think about leadership, um, I think about um, lead, leader, and then ship. Mm-hmm. So those are the three uh, three ways that I'm able to to really digest that 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 terminology. Mm-hmm. So when I think about lead, I think about me, and it's like, what am I in proximity to, and how does that shape and inform me about what lead means? Mm-hmm. So to lead, what to lead, what what does leadership look in different spaces and places, mm-hmm. um, and who informs my 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 sensory ab- ability to actually talk about lead. Because mm-hmm. when I think about the word lead, um, I wasn't raised with that with that knowledge. Mm-hmm. I, like so, I wasn't raised in in a in a in a in a, in a Western speaking country that spoke English that's talk about lead. Mm-hmm. So when I think about leadership, I don't know what that like the bodies of knowledge that people attach to leadership. I don't understand mm-hmm. as deeply as other people. And at the same time, I think that's what my privilege is: is I can detach myself from those bodies mm-hmm. of knowledge. So that's why for me, when I think about lead, um, it's easier for me to, to, to detach myself from every body of knowledge and then also be critical and cynical about the word. Mm-hmm. And that goes for lead, leadership, and just any English word in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not in a de- demonizing way, but I feel like it adds value when I bring it from a different stance, yes. a different perspective, just please. to add value to the moment. Yes, please. <laughs> so lead for me is is kind of like my experience of it it's like um a status um like badge that people um, wear Mm -hmm. just to just just so that they can feel important and i'm like there's belonging in that there's home in that and there's also innate narcissism in that and i love it because all of it is is welcome Mm -hmm. um and also i hold space for the fact that that's just my exposure to the word lead right so right. that's my exposure based on my experiences and the specificities of Aotearoa New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really important for me. And I'm learning through this. So when you're talking about what's alive for me, a live learning process for me is about how I privilege specificity. Otherwise, if I don't privilege specificity, I pacify every other nuancity of that experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so implode, so good. Yeah, and that's why for yes. me, like... Um, when I think about lead, like there's, there's so much bodies of knowledge that attach to lead. And also I think that, um, I just have a personal uh, with the word. Yeah, I get that. And then, so when I move from lead to leader, Mm. um, I think leader, I I think more of, 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 I always like when I, when I, when I was first exposed to the word leader was, um, through primary school. So I guess when the, when I look at the narratives that I've, I've held around, that word it's always attached to someone in the front and it's always somebody else right it's never it's like my first exposure to it was because i wasn't picked as the leader it's somebody else first right so i I, like my experience of leader is is you Mm, not me the other yeah so leader is someone else and i am to follow right i am the follower and because and i guess to me that really innately builds a power structure Mm -hmm. and i think that because we're not taught about power structures at a really early on stage of our life which is so important Mm 
mm-hmm. but because we're not talk, taught about power structures and how to disarm, dis, disarm yourself from a power structure or a power complex, mm-hmm. um, it makes it makes for the normalization of 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 um, privilege mm-hmm. when we're looking at power and that di- and, and that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think about leaders, um, it's just weird because I feel like you're a leader because you're so good and people see you so as such a immaculate um capacity holder creator shape performer and reformer that we expect you to work for us but except in the reality and the structures of it we give you more time so that we can glorify you when really leadership is about having so much more space and, and, and having so much more vision and having so much more of a grappling of what's in front of you, what, what, what your capabilities are, what your capacities are and how to actually make space for more people to come through in that space. And for Mm. me, when I look at leader leaders around me, I'm, I'm really inspired to say that I, I'm around a lot more leaders Mm. and it's because of people like yourself um, and the people in our leadership crew that are just amazing. Thank you, Michael, Maddie, um, Rowania, um, Grace, Aaron, Akika, Akika Saskia, Sarah, Sarah just yeah. thank you, crew. Mm. Like when I think about people who are doing their own justice to leader, to, to being a leader, I'm so excited at what, what is next. Mm. So when I come when it comes to lead, I'm always thinking about you. So when I went back to so going tracing back in Fucker Papa, lead me, leader you. Mm-hmm. And then when I think about ship, I think about the we. Mm-hmm. So when I think about of a ship, like you know, ship a sail type of shit, like bitch, you missed a ship. Mm. And like for me, when I think about the ship, like as much as I'd love to think about ship on a boat. Like going single things, I feel like for me, I actually embodied ship as in like a rocket ship, and where the fuck are we going? Mm. Like, where are you gonna take me? Which, like, how are you gonna push the the boundaries of my imaginaries mm. so that we can come up with innovative solutions to meet the moment? Mm. And that's where I'm like, ship, rocket ship, yeah, take me places. Like, if you're if take me to a place where I I I, I am so far beyond my limiting beliefs and my limiting lacking behavior. So there's a self component, an other component, Mm. and then a direction, a vision, a story, a future, an alternative reality. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess for me, it's more like me to, so, so me to me conversations, you to you conversations and we to we conversations. Nice. Yeah. So when I think about to lead, it's a me to me conversation. How do I embody mm-hmm. what what is my own personal attachment and proximity to the word lead for mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. When I think leader, who are the people? Who are the, who are, who are other other people that are leader lead like leader capacity that are around me that shape and inform me what a leader is? Mm. And then when I think about a ship, as soon as I embody that I'm a lead, like that I can lead, mm. I step into my leadership potential mm-hmm. and into my leading potential, the leader potential. And then that's when I feel like as a leader, you start to understand that you can build a rocket ship mm-hmm. and who the hell are you taking with you? Yeah. Nice. Who's the we? I love this. 
I love this. And there, there's so much richness in what you just shared. Like my, my initial thing is to be like, I want to simplify that. Isn't mm. that so gross? It's like, there is so much magic and nuance. And I feel like for people listening, what will pique their curiosity or their interest will be perfect for them. Mm. And to just let that be. And that's beautiful. And I love, I love, you mentioned in there about leadership being uh, connected to building other leaders, mm. that there is a flavor of leader or leadership that is very narcissistic and that is perpetuated by both, both parties, the individual and the collective mm. pedestaling or um, projecting um, and not seeing what is actually possible within themselves. But then that individual playing off that and using that to continue to uphold the structure and the power that they are then playing out in this dynamic, which I think is really interesting. And I'm, yeah. Is this the point that we touch and dabble a little bit into yeah. how you see, I feel like narcissism is such a trend right now and like everyone reckons their ex is a narcissist or their boss is a narcissist or their best mate's a narcissist and it's like really there is a i think it's about two to three percent of the population um will actually be clinically diagnosed but very few receive the clinical diagnosis because they're not self-aware enough to go and get um some help but yeah i i definitely you know have been reflecting on my own journey over the last 10 years, being in very privileged spaces of philanthropy mm. and organizing for social change and governance and um, management. And I think, you know, as I really zoomed out and looked at some of the toxic traits of narcissism and how they play out within the systems that I operated in, as well as the operating system of me within those places, yeah, it was... Yeah, starting to become quite clear that it's really important, I think, as people who, and I think for me, leadership is about understanding that there is a uniqueness that would like to manifest through you that has nothing to do with you. So it's it's not because you're special or important or anything. We all have a calling of leadership on our lives. And I believe it's... it's um, a great privilege and opportunity to be able to pull back the layers that mm. tell us everything that says that we aren't and to step into that. And that can take shape in many different forms. And some of the most beautiful leadership that I've felt I've had in my life so far has been as a mother and in followership to, um, to other great visions. Looping back to the narcissism, mm. I'm curious to see what your views are on how narcissism plays out in the realm of self-leadership and in leadership in general. Mm. Um, can I ask, what is your definition of narcissism? Oh, that's a good question. Definition of narcissism. Or what would you just like, yeah, and just in this moment, like, so I, I, I'm not expecting a, uh, absolutum, absolutist. Yeah, my my perfectionism is triggered. Um, I think it would be um, somebody just totally unaware 
of the harm that they perpetuate within themselves and within the places and spaces that they operate. Um, be someone with a really big ego and someone that lacks insight, someone that lacks personal responsibility, accountability. Um, I think someone that's deeply traumatized mm. and hasn't had a, a place of love and belonging. Um, and someone who is, yeah, deeply insecure. The inner world is a really dark place. Um, they would have grandiose ideas about themselves and about what they're capable of. Mm. And yeah, that there would be this kind of like um, superiority in how they go about that as well. No red flags, all green flags. <laughs> what's your What's your views? What would be your definition? Hmm. Um, so if, if I'm being really honest, um, I resonate with everything that you you described around um, narcissism. Like so, everything that you just described with mm. um, um, of what a narcissist is, I resonate with them with with every single one of the um, the things that you've said. Wow. So to a point where, when I look at my my excavating um, capacities, there were there were multiple times in my in my lifetime where that was me. That is me, mm. and to me, a radical acceptance would be accepting that that's chaos. And I would also even go further to 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 and to, to inquire if that's actually a part of the journey of of, of a human, mm. and if and and if that is a part of our human qualities and characteristics mm. that everybody in, like innately has um and i know that there's all of these you know there's all of these silos to 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 look at specificity around being like you can't generalize all of this but in my head i'm like i wonder if being a narcissist is actually so normal that we only see the extreme versions of narcissism as the worst case and in my head i'm like when i think about those things Mm -hmm. um I'm invited to bring in forth as well. Um, so I thought about this and in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should share this or not. I'm still new in the space. But weird, weird theories and weird, weird studies. Mm-hmm. So those are studies that are made by Western, um, educated, um, industrial, rich, democratic um, and, um, um, societies. Mm-hmm. And those, those societies then inform. So those societies are only less than 20% of the world. Mm-hmm. And then they inform the rest of the world because they have a similar, they have, um, dissemination powers, mm-hmm. magazines, TV, um, education, everything. Mm-hmm. So because the West is in control of that, mm. then they go and perpetuate what narcissism is for everybody else. And I'm like, if you're less than if you're less than twenty percent of the world's population, mm-hmm. but then you get to dictate exactly what narcissism is mm. to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. You get to dictate what English language and English vocabulary is mm-hmm. to the rest of the world. I'm like, I can start to see um that innate narcissism in it. Where it's like you get to define what it is. You get to perpetuate that to everybody else. And I'm like, I get it because mm. that's why for me, like specificity matters. Because in my head, I'm like, if we're looking for extreme versions of narcissism, mm. of course you're going to see that in office places and all of these. But I'm like this, that's literally because we're exposed to this. I'm like the rest of the world, mm. that's bread and water, food, table, electricity, 
Mm. Majority mm. of the world. Oh, there's so much there. There's so much in what you've just shared. And I just want to honor your realness and your authenticity, I guess, with it all. Like, I guess the, I guess the obsession that, or maybe it's not an obsession, but a curiosity. Oh, I think for some it is an obsession. Definitely now that I'm studying trauma, I can mm. see that this is a real focal point in the, um, in the trainings and people recovering from narcissistic abuse um, is a real, um, a, a real, it is a real trauma. And there is a lot of complexity and nuance around that. But you said something there around um, narcissism is something that exists as a trait everywhere. It's just that, what did you say? There's like extremities of it turned up in some places and spaces. And I, I, I think I, I agree in that I believe we all, we all carry all traits and that depending on your environment and depending on your experiences, some of those traits will get turned up or turned down. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people say that if you have those narcissistic tendencies or narcissistic personality disorder, that you need to stay clear of those people because they do not change and will not change. Mm. And I guess, I guess I'm curious about how you have a conversation around how you manage that. Do you manage that? And if there is harm in how you show up, how that affects other people, is that all just a learning experience? Like, I just feel like I'm at a point now with this conversation where I'm like, way beyond where I thought we would go and I'm leaning Mm. in and I'm curious because you know recovering from narcissistic abuse is fucking horrible Mm. and I think it's really important that we have the conversations around what it looks like and sounds like so if you have been in a vulnerable place you understand what's actually taking place and you can identify and remove yourself if it's harmful and that's really important but I think there's also a point where maybe as a culture, what I'm noticing anyway is definitely on my social media feeds and in my trauma studies is this like obsession with being able to identify it and notice it and do something about it. It's a mirror. And mate, I'm like, if you notice it. What is it reflecting back within yourself? And to me in my head, I'm like, I'm really interested in this in this conversation around why narcissism is always attached to males. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, I get it. I get the recipe, and I don't deny anybody's story with us. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's it's. I'm I'm really interested as to see why, um. The the this conversation is always leaning towards males, and in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. and and all of the evidence that I've consumed, actually agrees with that. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm curious as to why mm-hmm. it's so easy to have an escape code to, 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 mm-hmm. to, to, cause to me, when I look at narcissism, I'm like, narcissism doesn't have a gender. Mm-hmm. What well, a trait that mm. exists. Well, this is what I believe a trait mm. that exists in all people. And that's why for me, I'm like, when I lean into my chaos, I feel into narcissism and I'm like, 
and so this is this is where I have to just disclaimer that my I'm speaking from my experience. So this is not to 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 remedy somebody else's lived experience mm-hmm. or remedy somebody else's um in like different um end of the spectrum of how they've experienced narcissism. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I can see how I've been narcissistic. I can see how I've been um perpetuating my privilege with mm-hmm. narcissism, mm-hmm. and at the same time, like I'm at a point where I'm like. I didn't know better then. I don't know better. Like I, I don't know better now. But why are we talking about narcissism when I'm trying to connect with a spirit in the room? Mm. Why would I privilege that conversation over the person that's in front of me and the stories that this person elongates? And for me, that's why I'm like I can see it like in different spaces and all of these things. But I'm mm. like, if I'm being about specificity, mm. if I'm with somebody and they're wanting to talk about narcissism with me, I'm wondering why you're wanting to bring that to the moment. What makes you feel mm. like this moment calls for narcissistic conversations? Mm. And I'm like, how like and if like this moment is obviously one of those moments where we're actually privileging narcissism. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm really curious as to when I'm leaning into different moments of people, I'm like, Ooh, that just swiped there straight away. Mm. Or if, if not, I'm seeing the narcissist and somebody else straight away. And in my head, I'm like, that's my conversation. I need to retreat mm-hmm. ASAP. Mm-hmm. But if it's perpetuating violence, I'm stepping in. Yeah. Right. And that's where I feel like that's where I will draw the line for me. Mm. If it's perpetuating violence and violence, not violence is not physical. Mm. let me just make sure that i'm like if, if we don't get that violence is not physical mm. absolutely emotional violence psychological violence yeah. is the worst type of violence because you can't always see it and th- so this is this is why i'm like i hold space for so much more conversations when i think about me to me conversations like these so me you we when I think about this, uh, I, I was I was telling Kelsey that this 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 focado has been brewing in me for a while. But then, like while I was <laughs> trying to come up with a fucker for noonga tonga activity for for an uh, um an event, um I just I was putting away my clothes and then this 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 activity is like just do it. So in my head, I'm like, okay, cool. When I'm looking at holding conversations and listening to people, I'm like, there's me to me, me to you, and me to we. Mm-hmm. And then there's you to you, you to me, mm-hmm. you to we, and we to, and all of those things. So in my head, I'm like, if I'm holding nine conversations, how are you being narcissistic? If you're able to hold space for nine conversations and nine perspectives, mm. how can narcissism be in that present moment? How can mm. narcissism be there? And if everybody's not on board, I'm like, hey, it's probably because you didn't ritual in with everybody. Mm-hmm. You didn't contain a, well, to use one of your words where I feel like, I am called to apologize for the way that I've um, we've exchanged conversations around containers because in my head I'm like because of the non-specific conversations that we've had in the past around containers Mm -hmm. I am so called to apologize around how I perpetuated my views as the views that met your moment or your queries when really we were having two different conversations. What do you mean? I feel like this is a can of worms. What do you mean about container? Oh, so like, I remember we used to, like, like when you started talking to me about, we need to establish a container around this. Right. And then in my head, I'm like this, no, we're talking about love. We don't contain a love. Yeah. But we were talking about specificity of something completely different. Mm -hmm. And for me, 
that's where I feel like I inserted my narcissism because I was having this moment of conversation being like, bruv, we're talking about love. What the fuck is a container? <laughs> and, and you're like, no, I, I appreciate this moment, but how do we bring it up in special spaces and places that meet people where they're at? And I'm like, oh. To me, that is love. Mm. That, and that's that, that's what I'm saying. For me, I have to apologize because mm. that is a that that's a that's a vision of love that I wasn't meeting, or I wasn't even meeting you as the spirit that I was talking to. I was really privileging my perspective on what love should and could be mm. in that moment for you. Oh, I and so I'm like, you. I like, and 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 two loads. I have an acknowledgement for all of the <laughs> things, but I also I have an apology because I'm like, yo, and it, it really taught me about. The fact that you could be so right and you could be so strong in one moment and then like and t- like insert time and space and situation, your focado was wrong. Or different. Or you've you've shifted or grown or reflected from something that's smart. taken place. Yes, yes. And I feel like when there's such a strong attachment to a way of being, even if it's narcissism or leadership or whatever the fucking label is, it doesn't necessarily create the space to be able to shift and evolve from the current understanding or understanding of where you are mm. because we're so ingrained in this particular identity. And so, you know, I just love that. I love that over the last, I would say year in particular in really journeying alongside each other in a closer way, mm. being able to witness I guess it's it's kind of like a constant evolution of like who I met last week is different to who I'm going to meet today and that I really honor that because that shows me a level of commitment to growth and to reflection and to love. Mm. Um, and I think the invitation is to meet people here now with what is rather than ruminating and replaying and bathing in what has been why but this is you know like the deepest work for me with this is with my family you know like being able to meet my my parents or my siblings right now rather than with the hurts of the past or rather than what happened fucking 20 years ago <laughs> no one knew that we're here but it brings it all up. That's the deepest invitation for me to be in integrity with this kind of conversation. But yeah, I think it's really beautiful that we can reflect and make sense of things in new ways when we arrive to a new understanding. It's mm. beautiful. Hard. And that's like, I echo everything that you just said there. Because for me, we're only gifted the now. Mm-hmm. And everything else is history. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like this, what part of my attachment style to my stories of my history am I going to let influence my now and always influence my now? Mm-hmm. And that's why for me, I'm like, I cannot live in a world mm. where I'm not in control of the narratives I choose to live with. Say that again. I, I cannot live in a world where I, ca- I can't... I can't enter my dream or enter my day Mm. with narratives that I don't actively, purposefully, consciously Mm. choose to live with. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I am the creator of the present. Mm-hmm. I'm always the creator in the present. Mm-hmm. We are all creators in the present. Mm-hmm. If we can let go. Mm. And at the same time, the access and resource and, and educational barriers to all of those things as well as conditioning, la 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 la. Mm-hmm. But when you're ready to really have a commitment to finding who you are in the moment. Mm. And when I say a commitment, it's a radical commitment of being like, yes, mm-hmm. I am all of the things of my past. And who am I now? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Who who can I commit? And that's why for me, I'm like, I know that people are just like, like looking at me like, bro, you spelled, you spell words wrong, bro. You're like, you're still like, like when I look at my stuff, I'm like this. I only wish that people could roast me live because I'm like, I'm better at you than that. I wish a bitch fucking would. Like, I'm better at you, bitch. (laughs) But it's because in my head, I'm like, I'm really good at at, at creating my world Mm -hmm. and the world and the stories that I get to create with people, inspired with community. And that's why for me, when I look at the whole me, you, we, um, like, perspective, when I, like, the privilege of me to say that I'm a me and I don't come from ecosystems of me. Like you are, you are such a beautiful ecosystem, both innately in your body and all the communities that work with you, mm-hmm. but also through the ecosystem that you came from. Mm-hmm. And that's why for me, I'm like, the me that I am today mm-hmm. is actually just perpetuating the ecosystem that I am. Mm-hmm. And that's why for me, I'm like, as much as I'd love to do this, like self-love, all of these things. And I'm like, those are all precursors so that you can understand that you're a part of ecosystems. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't like, and if you get to a point where you're, you're like all about the individual and you're, you're the first person here and you're the leader here and your leadership here mm-hmm. and all of these things, if you're the first, that's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Firstly, and, and dangerous, mm-hmm. especially if you're not making space with your firstness. Mm-hmm. Like I don't demonize, I don't demonize getting new innovative things. Like I love innovation. I love pushing boundaries. I love all of the things. And I don't demonize that firstness as, as, as a, as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I just feel like firstness comes with massive responsibility to create more space. Boom. Firstness comes with massive responsibility to create space. And for your recipe, which is your blueprint of your experience getting there. Right. And I I have a felt sense that like it's not you, never, anyways, never. Like, and I feel like that's an awareness thing. Like, go yes. Like yes. If you don't, I feel like I will speak from my experience. I think as um, a Pakia woman, being so disconnected from where I come from, how I got here, um who the people are in my family lines, their stories. Um, you know, this, there was a period there where it was like first because it, it was an, it was an awareness issue. We, we were not connected to where we've come from and who we carry and who has supported us to even get here. It's not, I'm not self-made. That is the biggest illusion literally echo 100 1 million like um louder for the people in the back because literally but it, but every that's why for me humans need to inform systems to support humans mm. 
And that's why when systems and structures are not informed by humans, which humans created, awkward, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, I'm like, if that doesn't occur as a reciprocal, relational, mm-hmm. spiritual connection, mm-hmm. we're perpetuating one, one, one worldview or one nuancity of the human plight. Yeah, I hear you. I feel like the systems are so slow to change. Consciousness is evolving and then the systems play, play a catch up. Is it about shifting and evolving the conditions that create the system or creating a new system with the new level of consciousness? Um, it just depends. Cause that's why for me, I'm like, I'm still irking about this whole like conscious move on online. And, and then like this whole, cause to me, my irk is because I'm 100% ignorant. Mm. So I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to surrender to the fact that I don't know the work that, that, that this movement is doing mm. and it's in, like, and, and the level of impact and influence that this is doing. So I'm going to start off there. Mm-hmm. And then from my experience of this is I'm like this, once you've excavated to a point where you realize that you come from community, go back home and enrich that community. Mm. And I feel like that's where my irk is, is that these people go to um, like, go to a point where they're able to be self-loving, self-honoring, all of these things. And I'm like this, great. You're a leader now. Go back home. And, um, and, 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 mm. and, 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 and cause you're going to look, you're going to look crazy. And that's the whole, that's the whole Jesus plight. That's the Jesus of it all. That's the can't, that's the Yeezy of it all. <laughs> You, you finna look hella crazy. And in my head, I'm like, looking crazy is not the problem. I think having the humility to be checked by your community mm. because you speak a different language and have a different thought process and different conditioning mm. to them and how you relate that, that bridge mm-hmm. and navigate and negotiate that bridge, that's the real work once you're a leader. Mm. And it's like, okay, some of us don't know which communities to go. You create your own community. Mm. And then you, you, you be in like, because to me, I'm like this, once you're a leader and if you're a leader and you're not being informed by community and ecosystems, uh, I feel like that's the, that's the, that's, that's the worst narcissism that we're being mimicked um, or mirrored right now yeah. where I'm like, yeah, that ain't right. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. I feel like the, the, the deep work I'm being invited into at the moment is around my papa and really, truly understanding where I came from to have that connection. And yes, I can, in an authentic way, really own who I am and unapologetically be that and express that. And then by doing that, notice what's in resonance to that and find people that I can vibe with there And that's really beautiful. And I can also look at the communities I've been a part of and connected to that have brought me to that moment of even being able to express my Mm. authentic self. And it's like, yeah, I think that's such an interesting reflection to notice just that community component, that there is no self-recognized. But that that is an important reflection to make. What communities are you a part of, have been a part of, belong to, come from, and created, to get curious? Co-created, yeah. all of these things. And also just to hop on that, you you as so when I look at um Fucker Popper as like a puzzle of life, mm-hmm. um, you your piece in that puzzle, if you do things or if you don't do things, you're already enough as it is. 
So I'm like, I feel like for me, that's the what I really want to perpetuate is that if you don't have the means to go and, and do all of these like really fanciful things that leaders do, breathing is enough. Mm. Being alive is enough. Showing up to your family and, and just being yes. with your family. Yes. Showing up to family like events, even though you know people fucking piss you off. Mm -hmm. People are not, I'm like, people are people. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm like, it's not so much to say family is the answer and all of these things. Like, cool. That's if that's if that's your if that's your flow. I don't demonize you, but for me, it's about having the courage to go back, mm -hmm. having the courage to go back and be there, and regardless of what what the family issue is. Because when I say that, I was really like trying my hardest to to weave my family together, um, and I just got dropped like news within the last 24 hours of a, like just a piece of the puzzle that helps me see the people that I've been in um, confrontation with in such a beautiful light. And it gives me the, 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 the empathy recipe mm. to relate to them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm. Oh snap. Mm -hmm. And that's why for me, I'm like, I don't think in the timeline or the puzzle piece of fucker papa or life, I need to cater to everybody, but if I just I just live my best life, I'm fucking good at um, at excavating who I am, and I'm fucking great at de and dedicated to meeting the present. Mm. That's good enough because as a living ancestor, I'm doing my thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need to do all of these like to and yes, if you want to coexist with other systems and all of these things and get all of the hype and the glory, that's you can definitely do that too. But I feel like we don't glorify that you don't need to do anything to 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 weave your mm -hmm. fucker papa because it might not be your job. It mm -hmm. might be Malachi's grandkids. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't know if we're, we're bringing um, but I'm like this. It <laughs> hey, might Angel. be your sons. It might be your sons' grandkids mm -hmm. that actually bridge that because of the the the, the stuff that you're already breathing life to in, in the moment and in, in the mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. so for me i'm like wow. that's why i'm dedicated to the present and being yes. like you know what yes this is a moment we celebrate this your people and my people never get to like never never mm. and as walking libraries of our peoples i'm so honored mm. that i get to meet a transformative you mm. rather than a you that has still holding on to the stories. And even if I met that person, I'd still be fucking amazed mm. at the same level. And I feel like that's where for me, the hierarchy of who we give our, our praise to mm -hmm. is something that I feel like is quite narcissistic. And mm -hmm. I'm like, it's embedded, mm -hmm. it's conditioned, it's trained, mm -hmm. but I'm like, everybody deserves that praise. Yes. Everybody deserves that level of seen and heard. And I'm ready to just gift it. Like I'm ready and lovingly there where I'm like, if I don't serve in the present and people like, I'm like, pe people are people, people are going to be like, yeah, you're too over complimentary. You're doing it. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. But if you knew who I was and if you knew how far I came to give you that compliment and knew how far my people came to give you that compliment, you probably wouldn't have thrown it in my face. Mm -hmm. And know? that's you living with what's true and real for you. And that's done. That's, that's you having that conversation with yourself. No one else hears that. No one else knows that. You meet the moment with what's honest for you. How other people take that is entirely how honest they are with themselves in their moments. And that's, that's life. 
And we've gone through this cycle so many times. And that's why I just really honor our relationship. Mm. Because we've gone through the cycle of of meeting so many different versions of us to a point Parts. where I'm like, I'm I'm so amazed at the people that I meet mm. and 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 the new experiences that you gift me. Mm. Like I am forever entertained with pure joy, but also you enrich how I actually love you. Hmm. And and in my head, I'm like, if that's not, if that's not a celebratory moment, hmm. then I'm missing it. Like hmm. I'm not, I'm I'm not getting, <laughs> I'm not getting the gift of of Gemma and the gift of you in this moment. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's there's something so magic about being able to meet the moment with more presence and to see what actually is from a place of love not from a place of scarcity because you can still meet the moment with fear and you're going to have a very different and you could be very present but with fear and that is going to be a different experience Mm. than if you spend that space and time cultivating that love within the inner worlds and within those experiences that you've had and then in how you choose to show up with what's in front of you and I feel like just something that's sitting with me that you were saying before about a piece of the puzzle landing that with your family was able to give a recipe for empathy. And that is just like, you often talk about the 80% of ignorance and the 20% of knowing. Oh yeah. 90, 10, 90, 10. Yeah. Of like, what else could I be missing here? Like, what do I not know? And there is so much much. that we have no idea about. And it isn't necessarily for us to need to know, but Mm. how do we be okay in the unknown, in the uncertainty, in the chaos that for a lot of us just, is a place where, and it's how the brain's wired, the brain's wired for certainty. So it's like how to fully surrender into the ignorance, into the fact that there could be quite possibly something here that I don't know. And by me not knowing, am I withdrawing love from this moment? How do we invite more love into unknown, uncertain, and chaotic places in our lives. Mm. You're so strategic because you already know the answer to this. <laughs> but um, one of the things that has been comfortable for me to do is to swim in my ocean of ignorance. Mm-hmm. And because I'm comfortable swimming in my ocean of ignorance, I'm able to then realize that, oh, my ocean is actually not mine. <laughs> this is our ocean mm. of ignorance. And then when, I, and that's why for me, I'm like holding space is it needs to like, to me holding space for nine conversations is just to, like, is like the, the prerequisite to holding space for just mass ignorance. Cause I feel like different containers give you the a perceived mm-hmm. safety mm-hmm. or the false sense of security that, you know, and classrooms do this. So classrooms perpetuate this, this, this absolutism around knowing 
because mm. you know the definition, mm. you know the roots of where it came from. But then for me, in my experience of that, it's like I knew the definition. I didn't know. I'm, and my definition and my embodiment met the terminology. Mm-hmm. And then my ter- the terminology tried to inform me about my lived experience, which was then contradictory because in my right. head, I'm like, then I started to doubt myself and think maybe I'm dumb. Right. Even though the methodology and the definition was par, like mm. so, like it, it was, it was my nuance of 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 the of the definition, and I knew, I and I knew the definition, but didn't know the term. Mm. And in my head, I'm like, damn, that was. And I, I'd argue that there's a lot of indigenous um um folk in classrooms that experience this daily, mm. where it's like you feel dumb because you know your truth. Mm-hmm. I know my truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, you also know that your truth is not welcomed, and you, because the the the, the kayako or the teacher is not actually welcoming mm. the nuancity. Because mm-hmm. I'm like this nuancity is amazing. Like the nuance of everything is amazing, mm-hmm. and holding space for the nuance enriches and elongates your intelligence. It mm-hmm. doesn't demonize it. Because I'm like this iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your fokaro or your perspectives or your 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 worldviews can only be sharpened with critique, mm-hmm. can only be sharpened with cynicism, mm-hmm. can only be sharpened with a different worldview. And then at least that way you can test mm-hmm. the legacy of your mm-hmm. perspectives. Right. And there is a skill set required, I think, to be able to have the capacity to hold multiple views. Which we already have. Which we already have. Mm, but we don't privilege and we're not conditioned to privilege that. Thank you. And yeah. that's why for me, when I think about education, like I really want a different vibe of being like, how does education become the most healing? Because I'm like, to know is to be healing. To know is to heal. And I think you've you've already had this vision and I can't wait for this school to come through. Um, but for me, I, I really honor you in saying that it is about education and you have had this vision from way back about this beautiful education that is just and to be enlightened is to be empowered and to be empowered is to then make choices and voices that heal yourself and community Mm -hmm. so to me when i think about knowledge transfer i'm really stunned that knowledge transfer isn't about healing and isn't privileging healing because to Mm. to be and to be to have an understanding of anything mm. is a gift. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, I don't understand how that's not privileged over marks. Mm-hmm. Over, 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 over. Out- and I get it. Blah, 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 blah. I get it. But I also am just mad <laughs> that that system is not reflecting reality. Mm-hmm. And I, and as much as we'd love to just go in and, and I, and this is what I love about how, your, your consciousness already was like, systems aren't keeping up. And I'm like, okay, but if systems relied on the fact that maybe nature's innovation is faster than our mind's liberation, we'll get further. And because at least that way, you'll just surrender to the fact that nature's already innovated this. When I think about, mm. when I think about diversity, your body is the best reflection of diversity. Mm. Your body is the best reflection of communities that coexist and exist as individual bodies that then add to the collective mm-hmm. so i'm like this your body is the best example of of diversity if you're looking for uh, 
um, for, for, for diversity within the human realm in my head. I'm like, but all of our bodies have this. And then we're trying to talk to each other about diversity. Orc squid. Um, and I get it. It's because of the conditioning, all of those things. Well, I don't get it, but it's like, I understand. And I have, I have, I have apathy at this point because it's not empathy. I'm just like, come on fam. Yeah. Well, I feel, I feel like, I feel like when I zoom out and take a look at things that are shifting and changing around the world and, you know, different ways of teaching, healing, sharing, growing in community, individually, in nature, I feel like there are many, many things that have been taking place, moving us towards a new system of education. I don't think it's new. I think it's... <laughs> and see, but see, that's where I'm at this. When, when we look at the, the library of knowledge as a humanity, like as a humanity, that's it's informed. Yeah, it's all there. And I love that. But it's all informed by the 20%. Right. The weird, the weird the countries. Weird. The, and I'm at this, who's really weird then? Who's really peculiar? Who's really out of place if the, the less than 20% is mm-hmm. informing everybody else? Mm-hmm. Which means that our education and our knowledge and our knowing doesn't reflect the realities mm. of, of humanity. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And it, like, and it's that part where I'm at this, once you get an, under, like, an understanding of that, mm-hmm. for me anyways... Mm-hmm. I'm just like, every single moment is an educational moment. Right. I'm so... And how do you become a great student of your own experience? How do you become a great student? The real tea. <laughs> That's the real tea. Like, what are the skills and tools required for us to be a student of what brings us to this moment? Mm. Because that is our unique recipe. And there's so much there for us to be able to grow and learn from. I'm not looking at someone's seven-step recipe for success. That's not how I'm going to get anywhere good in my life. I'm going to get somewhere good that is helpful and useful and is going to make an impact and be a great expression for me when I honor what brought me here mm. and, and, and look for the puzzle pieces. Look for where I lost my voice. Look for where I became powerless. Look for the helplessness that got learnt and break free from that to then step into what I'm being called into. Mm. And I think speaking about it, I know I, I was it last week that I was messaging you about um, accessibility. I feel like there's something with education around like what what are the things that people believe do say are a part of that help create a level of spaciousness and privilege within their life and how do they become communicated and um, accessible for other people to be able to journey with I think you shared something around wealth well, do you remember when I was DMing you? Was it last week or the week before on Instagram? Right. Many episodes. Since oh then. my That's God. My... Actually, what was the chat? Mm. Um, was it about wealth distribution or the accumulation of wealth within the top 2%? Mm. Do you remember? Yes and no. 
Like what, wave the magic wand. Wave the magic wand from what you've noticed, from what you sense within your body, from what you've um, experienced, Mm. from what you know to be true about dismantling weird. What would you create? Hmm. What would you co-create? A radical, like when I say radical, it just has to be radical, but a a radical pool of love and ignorance. Mm. And it's like, when you understand that you're in a pool of love, you understand that you're like, there's an ignorance of how to find love. And I'm like, the the pool of love and the pool of ignorance is actually just the same pool because those two words are interchangeable. But for me, I'm like, how do you make a commitment to continually finding love in the moment? Mm-hmm. And you're going to fail miserably oh. every single moment. Mm-hmm. But the commitment to surrendering to your failure mm-hmm. and the commitment to, to re- committing mm-hmm. re, that's it to recommitting and yeah. to re-remembering that so to me i need to f- like explain this through that analogy of so within so without mm-hmm. you know that every like every i feel like in the spiritual realm that that's such a thing mm-hmm. um but so and my my experience of this is actually that i'm in i'm inside having an experience of the inside and perceiving that i'm outside mm-hmm and that's like in my head when I think about that, like I'm in my ocean of love and my ocean of ignorance, experiencing it from the inside and thinking that the ocean, like that, that I'm not on the inside of, mm-hmm. of the ocean of love. And that's where for me, I'm like, I don't subscribe to an understanding that I need to be something to be worth something mm-hmm. and to, to be in proximity to, to success I need to, to, to work hard to get there mm. or be something special to get there mm-hmm. or really do extravagant, like thought provokingly pushing. I'm like, I'm there. I am. Mm. I am. I am. I don't need to be that because I am. And mm. I'm like, and it's not because I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do the mansplaining because all the disclaimers, I am mm. period. I feel like that's such an invitation for people. I am. It's like, that's it. I am, I be, I love, period. I just love it so much. And at the same time, at the end of the day, that's what worked for me and my embodiment. Like, and that's why when I look at your internal kingdom, I'm like this. If you knew that all of your answers and all of your gifts and all of your potentiality was inside you and no one could see it, are you committed to finding it? Mm-hmm. Are you committed to finding what the fuck your gift is mm. in every situation? Mm-hmm. And your gift might not actually align at all with anybody else there, but you made a commitment to find it. Mm. And you were courageous enough to say it. Mm. Love. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. You're not going to find it outside of you. What you'll find outside of you is a mirror of things reflected back that you can't yet see. And it gives you that false sense that, that that's attainable. Mm. If you're looking at, at, at a reflection of what you already are and you don't know that. Ooh, like you finna work all your life. 
if you're looking at a mirror and you don't know that that mirror is you, you're going to work all your life to attain it. Hmm. And good luck. When it's there the whole time. It's always and it's been al- there. Yeah, it's always continuously there, regardless of my puzzle piece in this fucker papa of mm-hmm. life. Regardless of... Because in my head, I'm like, I'm just elongating that. Mm-hmm. I'm elongating that which made me, and then I will make sense of it when I, I probably won't. And I'm that's why I'm like this. I'm like, if I'm here doing my thing, that's, that's, that's like, that's why I'm like, oh, I hate to get cheesy with it. But like, I'm like, yo, that man in the mirror is literally... <laughs> That I'm like, you can't, it's not far away. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what makes it feel like it is, is trauma or stressful life experiences that totally disconnect you from your core essence of who you truly are. Mm. And I think that is worth having the space to explore rather than, potentially driving towards achievements, awards, accolades, titles. Um, I think, yeah, sometimes we can do that thinking that that's going to reflect it back in the mirror. Mm. But what, what is from my experience, what I perceive is when we can face our, our traumas or, or stressful life experiences that have taken place, look at, the meaning that we made from that stressful life event, what we made it mean about ourselves. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not whatever. I'm not good, whatever. What we made it mean about the world. The world is a, is a dangerous place. I'm not welcomed here. Um, whatever the meaning has been made, all X is Y, um, whatever. Mm. And how that stressful experience has uh, influenced our body and how our body then influences the quality of our thoughts, how we feel and do some work to look at how we can release the energetic charge from the body and come and bring our nervous system back into a regulated place, bringing, which then brings our thoughts and it shifts our thoughts. And then look at the beliefs that we've created about the world and about ourselves. In my experience, that's when I can see myself in the mirror, mm. when I do that work. And that that work has been able to occur because of a level of safety mm. that has come from being in community with others. And that safety was really the doorway to be able to even walk through It's almost like a level of safety was borrowed in order to create that safety within to then go on that journey. Yeah, there's some reflections. I'm going to be really brave and ask um, a courageous question. Go. Do you reckon that that all happened for you because you're white? Mm. Did it all happen because I'm white? Mm. And your journey is this successful because you're white? I definitely think that that has a role. Because because of the color of my skin, I've been able to have been perceived in a particular way that has allowed me access to a lot of things. Mm. Um, 
even going into drug and alcohol, um, community drug and alcohol services when I first got here when I was 18. I've heard some absolutely horrible stories um, from people who have tried to access that service that aren't white and have had a very different experience. And I credit a lot of being able to be where I am now because of the level of support I got at crisis. Um, You can't get out of surviving into thriving unless you've got that basic support around you. Mm. So, yeah, I also think about my first um, job. I got that because of somebody I knew. Um, Yeah, I would say yes. And yeah. the only reason I ask is not because I want to have a, a race conversation because I already know that we're, we're beyond that. Mm. Um, but I feel like it's so important that we actually just acknowledge that anybody else who doesn't have the privilege and the resources and tools and access to excavate for themselves, because mm-hmm. that's like, that's where I'm wanting to go. That's that part because it's like mm-hmm. they're conditioned in a, in, in, in a, in a weird um, like mm-hmm. setting mm-hmm. and then they addicted and um, and I almost said to drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and then they spiral out of the support systems that catch mm-hmm. that catch any non-weird people mm-hmm. and then they will never get to a point where they actually excavate mm-hmm. and in my head I'm like that's the part where I'm like I have to acknowledge that I am conditioned in a weird way so that's why for me it's not about it's not a race conversation it's about where what you're exposed to mm-hmm. and what you have accessibility to mm-hmm. i am conditioned weird mm-hmm. and it does so weird isn't a call out to being like it's a race issue it's it's a it's structure a and system. of the system mm. yeah and to me i'm like as an indigenous person who was raised on the island and was conditioned formally through education mm-hmm. here in aotearoa which has been pre- benefiting off of Manafina hurt for all for since its arrival and since its ushering of militarization, missionarization, and co- yeah. Anyways, mm, mm. Um, anyways, <laughs> all the risations. Um, <laughs> I that, I feel like that's why for me it's not Maori people's job to 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 look at this, and it's my responsibility to actually have authentic conversations with humans and spirits who have struggled in the system as well. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's transparent truth-telling. And when I think about storytelling, um, all of the conversations that you offered in regards to your, your way back home to yourself, for me, I, I, like, I, I know that to be storytelling. And when I think about a lot of our indigenous methodologies, we're always like, people are always talking about storytelling, like, like we're storytellers. Mm-hmm. But the trauma for me is that we're story keepers as well. Mm. and s- stories that have over overwhelmed their expiry date mm. are trauma infused in the body from my worldview and mm. my experience so as a storyteller am i commit am i committed to weaving new stories in the present or am i committed mm. to being the librarian who then archives oh shit those invent like i need to change my archives and my inventory holy fuck so when I, and I don't really like to think of people as buildings, but like when I think about people as, as, as libraries, a lot of us have archives that need to be fucking like, like, like emptied ASAP. Mm-hmm. Cause in my head, I'm like, wait, Stories. so you're, and cause to me, I'm like, I think 
that's that's an embedded narcissism. When you don't understand that you have archives, mm. you lead with those archives, so your choices then become my present. The fuck? Mm. And then if you don't pass the mic, cis <clears throat> oh. white males. <clears throat> oh my God, oh my God. If you don't pass the mic, like, fuck you. I'm gonna go. <laughs> if you don't pass the mic, and then your experience of this reality and your weird reality becomes my present, seriously... My guy, and you're my intelligent, guy. and you are intelligent. Oh, <laughs> no, I this can't. is Im- oh, I you can't. are embarrassing me. You you are embarrassing the human intelligence. Oh, I can't though. Embarrassed, embarrassed. But like shoulders get back, and like the head kind of comes up <laughs> a little higher, and it's like embarrassed, <laughs> embarrassed. Shanice, shut it. Do me a favor, shut it. You are embarrassing. So that's why for me, I'm like, when I look yeah. at storytelling, this is where we, are, we enable people to be beautiful story creators, story writers, story weavers. And that changes the whole perspective on what archiving is. Because archiving is a beautiful place and you can learn from it. But if you lead from it, I'm like, that's not context and contextually mm-hmm. specific to the moment. I've never said so, those words before. So but what is specific to the moment? That's the this, that's the, the the commitment to discovering, and it's through failure. I'm like this: if it's so specific to the moment and it resonates, people will t- will grab it, and it will have a legacy. Because if it's specific to the moment, it will it will it will be birthed. It will have its own legacy, and then it mm. would fly away from my mouth mm. to everybody else's mouth, and it would be just an easy consumption. Mm. And that is Hanuchu. Mm. So that is Hanuchu. If it's easy to consume and it's easy, like, because Hanuchu's like the best ideal environment for a Hanuchu is your heart. Mm-hmm. And if I'm a storyteller and my story doesn't land on your heart, mm. it doesn't. It, it didn't. It didn't have leg, It didn't have sustainability. It didn't have legacy. And at the same time, that wasn't the right time. It doesn't mean that the story is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So to me. Everybody's a storyteller in my world view, and mm-hmm. everybody's leading with different stories and it's okay. And I accept all of the stories because we need the fragmented stories of humanity to then be puzzled so that we can grab the pieces that actually align or we can see the pattern. And I'm like the fragmented memoirs and the fragmented stories of humanity. And this is something that I've really been inspired by D D V Muchina Muchina. If I murdered your name, I'm just really, really sorry because I actually really want to honor you in this moment. But um, D and talking about um, Umbantu, he really like just grasps with love the fact that storytelling is such a beautiful emancipatory tool. Hmm. And because we don't understand our own unique storytelling capacities, we name it other things. Trauma. Mm. Or like, and I'm like, that's, it's cool. Though I don't deny the body of knowledge that attached to it, but I'm like this simplistically. How can you tell this to a child? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How how would you tra- and like and that's why that's why for me I'm like a story will remain and it it a story is supposed to change because it flexes with the times, bitches. Like mm. get with it. <laughs> okay, and like when I people when I hear people telling like oh you know story storytelling is um. I was it, it switches up too much or it's like you know it, um, it changes with every mouth and perspective and I'm like entertain that maybe that's the point mm. <laughs> it's not meant to be the same 
But yes, I'm 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 a pause there because I'm I'm hogging too much mic time as I'm as I'm cis male. <laughs> but did your shoulders go back and did your chin get a little higher? <laughs> Wait, could I be better than everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> so savage. Embarrassed. And uh, and it's all love. It is all love. Mm. And that's all that I've experienced. And that's why for me, my voice and my choice in this, which I'm mm. really loving that you gave me the analogy and then the languaging for that, is that I get to show up with my truth and my truth will be tested by the community of truths that exist mm. with me. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't live, I learn. Boom. I don't fail. No. <laughs> if it doesn't live past my, my body and if my hanuchu doesn't land comfortably in your heart... It doesn't mean that I fail. It just means that it just wasn't the right time or it wasn't my, it wasn't our hanuchu to give birth into. Right. I feel like I've had the biggest mind massage. Heart massage, body massage. I, I love that we can have such different views about things and speak a different language about the same thing. And... Yeah, I just feel like I am expanded in the ways that I understand and misunderstand through our conversations. And it's just such a gift to be able to do life with you, to learn from you. And yeah, I guess to have conversations that feel uncomfortable at times, that Mm. feel really fucking triggering and really fucking overwhelming. But I know that it is from a place of love. And yeah, I think I just want to honor you for the discomfort and say thank you. And this has been just, I feel like I need to go back and listen to this episode really slowly. (laughs) Take notes and take the meds. And take the meds. I mean, there's a lot of meds in this one. There's a lot of episodes. So, a lot of episodes. A lot of episodes. Lot of episodes. Um, and yeah. Um, is there anything else that you feel called or connected to speak into before we wrap up? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, so I just want to acknowledge my peoples. Um, so my peoples coming from um, Rotuma. So Rotuma is an island off the coast of Fiji, 500 kilometers north. Um, and it's, I guess, if I look at it from, from, from a family's perspective, um, my mother Rotuma and then my father Vaitupu. So... Just want to acknowledge um, my elemental ancestor, my mother, my elder mother, Rotuma, as well as my elemental ancestor, my elder father, um, Vaitupu. Um, and I wouldn't exist here as someone who ex- like elongates their, their, their bodies of knowledges. So mm-hmm. for me, I really honor their, 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 their plight. Mm-hmm. And for me to be here is actually to acknowledge that They've never been in this moment. They've never been here live with you all. Mm. And as someone who elongates their knowledges, I'm so happy that this is the dream that they wished for me Mm. and they wished for us. Mm. Because in my head, I'm like, I would have never believed that my reality 
was their potent prayers. And I've been strategically placed here mm. for you two to then hold space for me and them at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, this is the dream. This mm. is my people's dreams. This is my dream. Mm. So I'm just, yeah, I just really wanted to share that because it felt right too. Mm-hmm. And well, also I just want to plug in my peeps. Like, yo, <laughs> you the ones. Like, <laughs> deep and meaningful, but really like, fuck it, bitch. I'm a- <laughs> shout out. We're doing some shout outs now. No. <laughs> okay. Rock all. No. <laughs> Thank you, Angel. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And if people would like to connect with you, what's the best way that they can do that? Oh, yes. So there's the Faku podcast. Let's go. Always jump in there. Um, You can always have a daily reflection with us. Um, uh, We reflect in in, in community. So reflection is for the self. Reflexivity is for community. Mm. So I'm loving that. Um, And I I co-host that with um, Kelsey... Um, they're my soulmate. Um, mm-hmm. just took somebody else to tell us, but it's all right. Now that I can say that out loud, I'm saying it out loud. Um, and yeah, my Instagram is mull on you to see you. It's an invitation for you to see yourself. Mm. And that's who I am. I'm an invitation and a reminder. Mm-hmm. The best honeychewologist. It's the wiki it's the for, for me. me. <laughs> it's the wiki. I don't know where he came from. Oh but my God. Was- <laughs> yeah. That seems it like was a the wink for me. <laughs> um. Anyways, a lot, of a lot of episodes, especially towards the end. There. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> from my tribe to yours, from my council to yours, from my people to yours. Thank you so much. And that's it for this episode. Workshop. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to invite you to stop what you're doing right now and really reflect on what's landed for you in this episode. What was your aha moment? Write that down and turn it into an actionable goal for you to shift your reality. Inspiration without action leaves you where you were before this episode. So gift yourself this moment for change. If you've enjoyed the episode, please review the podcast. It really helps us grow the reach. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please slide into my DMs on Instagram at the underscore Gemma underscore Rose. See you next time. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.